today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. First and foremost, let's uh, see what we can find out about the latest in New Zealand. This tragic story, of course, that, uh, well, we just found out about earlier this morning. At least 49 dead, 20 seriously wounded after attacks on two mosques in, tr- in Christchurch in New Zealand. And uh, to suggest that the, the authorities are still looking into this, I guess, would be a massive understatement, just looking at some of the footage that we've seen over the last little while. And, of course, uh, the reaction to this uh, was swift, as uh, you might have expected, too. This is uh, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. You may have chosen us, but we utterly reject and condemn you. To back to the latest, uh, we're pleased to welcome back to the program David Vidsett, anti-terrorism specialist who worked on the investigation into the 7-7 London bombings, and of course was Scotland Yard detective in the anti-terrorist branch. Uh, David, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us today. Hello, Bill. How are you? Uh, shocked, I guess, is maybe the best word for it, isn't it, David? It is. It's absolutely horrendous. I think it's, uh, I haven't caught say categorically, but I think it's one of the worst uh, mass shootings in New Zealand's history. Uh, absolutely horrendous, and the fact that uh, he's uh, shared footage on Facebook, and uh, people are sharing that all over the world, it just makes it all the, all the worse, really. It's horrendous. What do we know so far, David? Uh, well, I think he's, um, he, he's, he was certainly well-planned. Um, where he's got the firearms from, uh, we don't actually know. I think he was uh, previously a resident of Australia, um, and uh, he comes from a small town, in Australia, uh, what he's doing in New Zealand, I, I, I don't know, and uh, where he's got the firearms from. But he's he's um, he turned up at one mosque uh, during Friday prayers uh, this morning, parked his vehicle um, in an alleyway by the side of it, and uh, he simply entered the mosque and um, massacred people inside the mosque. Um, he's returned to his car on several occasions uh, and picked up different firearms, uh, reloaded and uh, just simply gone backwards and forwards uh, and, and shot people inside. And even when um, you know those people were prone on the floor, he has slaughtered them on the floor. Uh, he's then moved on to another mosque uh, a few miles away in Christchurch and, and done the same there. I think he, he killed 40 or 41 people in there in one mosque and, and, and then you know, seven or eight in another, and perhaps one died in hospital, so I don't know. Uh, but the individual that it is, I mean, he published... Um, some awful stuff online uh, shortly before he carried out the attack, uh, allegedly, uh, on why he's done it and what his reasons for doing it were. And, 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 and perhaps, you know, he's no different from from many other terrorists in that respect. You know, he wants the world to see what he's done and, and he wants the world to know why he's doing it, you know, regardless of the, the merits or the, um, or the, the disgust that that might um uh, give to some people that that's what he wants to know but uh, I, I, me myself um I, I find it difficult that uh, the, the, the social media sites aren't taking this this uh, these these things down because I, i've been bitterly complaining about uh, the islamists doing it uh, and and you know stuff being shared online and giving support for these sort of attacks by the islamists and here we've got you know somebody on the far right you know, a fascist doing exactly the same thing uh, and, and it's, it's just spreading all over the world quite quickly, and it's just, they just can't keep on top of it. So, you know, some of the messages I've been pushing out this morning is please don't share it. Yeah, I've seen that as well, and and I don't I don't know what gets into people's heads sometimes. I think you and I talked just after the Nice uh, uh, truck incident a couple of years ago too, and and uh, I saw that footage and I thought, what in heaven's name are people thinking? They took it down not too long after that, but I I had no idea what I was going to see. They just said, oh, this is it was on YouTube, I think it was, 
And and again, to it, see some of the stuff on social media, and I, people get some salacious joy out of putting this stuff up here. Well, I, I, I don't know if it's salacious joy. I mean, I, I, the free speech activists and, and everybody who says, well, we should be allowed to see it. Um, but, you know, it, it is the propaganda. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm dead against um, even sharing photographs of, of Islamist attackers, and I, you know, and I, and I haven't shared uh, photographs and names of them generally. I don't mind talking about their backgrounds, and, and perhaps we, you know, we can talk about this individual's background. But publicity is what they want, and uh, you know, they want to be famous or infamous, uh, and, and so by by sharing this this media that they they, they want propagated around the world, you know, their manifestos as they call it, uh, and the live streams or, or you know, recordings of what they've done. It's actually we're doing their job for them, and I think we really need to have a careful word with ourselves and stop it, uh, because you know, there's getting absolutely no respect for um, you know the families involved, uh, and we've and, and done the same conversation you and I did have. I remember um, about the Nice attack and people sharing uh, pictures of loved ones, people's loved ones on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's exactly the same in this mosque. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's horrendous, really horrendous. We've seen some of the pictures, obviously, in some of the video that's uh, been posted over the last little while. One that I wanted you to comment on, uh, and it's uh, allegedly, I guess, it's one of the weapons, if not the weapon, I guess, that uh, this individual used uh, in the attack. And it actually has the names of other terrorists written right on the on the butt of the gun, and and Mm. and other parts of this too. That's uh, that's rather bizarre. It is very unusual. I've personally not seen it before. Uh, I I think perhaps you know, I know in in his manifesto he's talked about. you know, uh, Second Amendment gun rights in the United States and, and why that should affect him, I don't know. I mean, I've looked at some of the gun laws in New Zealand and, they're, they're, to be honest, they're not dissimilar. You can go and buy with a license some of the weapons that he possessed. Um, so, so they are in sort of general circulation. I think the police will be looking at perhaps where he's got those from and how he's obtained that, bearing in mind, too, from, New, uh, from Australia. Um, but going forward, you know, he, he's obviously got a thing about gun rights and gun laws, um, and uh, perhaps when we look at um, when uh, American forces, uh, you know, they write messages on their on their bombs, don't they, when they're dropping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and perhaps, you know, um, perhaps this might be the same sort of methodology that he's using, putting putting stuff on his his own weapons when he's using them. I don't know. Without getting into his head and understanding him a, a bit more, it's difficult to understand. But yeah, I've got not seen it personally before. The only, the only you know, it's similar to is, is what the American forces do with some of their big, large sort of bombs they drop. David, walk us through what, what's going on. I, aside from the the initial shock, obviously on site, and obviously that site, or those sites, I guess, have been secured at this stage. But but how are police moving forward with their investigation at this point? Uh, well, the police have obviously got a, this is going to be a horrendous um, time for for the local police. You know, there's, there's an awful lot of things for them to do. I mean, first and foremost, they they've got to um, try and. Um, set up uh, some sort of family liaison uh, and try and calm sort of the, the, the lo- local nerves about uh, what's going on uh, and trying to um, inform families about what's happening um, and, and look after um, perhaps the security because we don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of talk is, you know, in New Zealand, people shouldn't attend mosques, you know, the, the doors should be shut for the day. It, this, this is part of a wider attack, and I suppose that's quite sensible. So some of what they're doing it will be security-based and, and trying to um, calm community nerves. But uh, uh, around that, they've also got to investigate our mass murder. 
Um, and sadly, you know, a lot of um, the evidence that they will be looking at will be um, trying to get the bodies to morgues um, and try and understand um, who who they got because um, when there's a, a mass murder like this, sometimes we we actually don't know who, who all the victims are, um, and that follows on. You know what we've just been talking about about not sharing these sort of photos on on social media and, and not sharing these things because the last last thing we want to do is is, is for a loved one to to find out that actually um, one of their relatives, friends, or, or, or siblings or something has been has been slaughtered in this mosque, um, and, and it should be the police that tells them. So so identification is really really important, and, and so that that's one of the key things that's going on. Um, in terms of the investigation around him, um, the police will be uh, trying to locate where he lives. Hopefully they know that by now um, and, and trying to get inside his address and look at his communication data, understand who he has been in contact with and, um, and perhaps whether this is, this is something he's, he's chosen to do on his own. I mean, again, I know you and I have talked about you know, there, there being no such thing as a lone wolf and I don't believe um, this, this person is either. Um, you know, there, there will probably be some form of um, a support network around him, um, that, that, you know, depending on how um, wide or supported that network is. But there will, there will be people that, that perhaps he's, he's told about what was going to happen in advance, and obviously the police will want to attract those people down uh, and talk to them, and perhaps arrest and search those, those places as well, and, and, and to just try and clamp down on any further opportunity if there are people around him, any further opportunity for those people to dispose of evidence um, or, or to you know carry out their own attacks. That's an interesting point about who he may have been hanging around with and he may have been in contact with. Uh, the reports I saw this morning, David, indicated that actually three other people have been apprehended as well as the alleged shooter in this incident, and uh, at least one of them was armed. Uh, does that yes. lead you to think that there were accomplices in this? And this, as well, bad as this was, could have been a lot worse. Obviously, they had a, gr- a master plan. Yeah, I, I think uh, whenever you, whenever there's a terror attack, and, and you know, speaking from experience, whenever there's a terror attack, it, 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 these things don't happen in a vacuum. You know, there, there's a build-up to it. Um, there, there are invariably people that discuss it, um, and all of these, um, uh, the attackers, they try to uh, perhaps distance themselves from individuals that they're close to over over a period, weeks, months, days, or whatever it is, uh, and try and make it look as if they have acted alone. Um, but occasionally we do see um, uh, closer, closer support, and, um, and w- without knowing who these individuals are that have been arrested or what the circumstances are, I can't say for certain. But sometimes we do see, you know, backup teams uh, and, and people that are going to ca- carry out a uh, copycat attack. Um, and you know, it might well be that the uh, the police have have laid hands on people that were going to carry out an attack somewhere else. You know, and, and that that's to their credit, really. Um, but it's very difficult for me to sort of correctly say this is what it was without knowing who they were. But yes, there could be there could be innocent bystanders that, that simply had weapons on them. You can, I think, carry weapons in Australia. 
um, uh, sorry, in New Zealand, um, with a license and um, not knowing whether those uh, weapons were in the boot of the car, in the vehicle, or on their person, is again it's difficult to say. David, the initial reports that we have from uh, Mike Bush, who was the New, Le- New Zealand Police Commissioner, uh, indicates that uh, none of the people that were arrested were known to police. Now, you've told us in the past, obviously, the the Five Eyes, the the international security group that are are looking at this. They they go through social media on a consistent basis and look for things like this. He's surprised that this guy didn't catch anybody's attention? Well, you, you would think so. I mean, I think, you know, here in the UK, um, and certainly in, in, in large parts of Europe, um, we are seeing a, a kind of a resurgence by the far right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been saying for some years that we, we are going to see violence from them. And, that, and that's uh, sadly only going to get worse. So they're not going to get better. Um uh, but I don't. I don't necessarily think. I, I don't know how bad or the far right problem is in Australia or New Zealand. Um, uh, but you would like to think that the security services are on top of that. Um, uh, and, and I know here that we, you know we, we've got figures which says that you know some, something in the region of you know twenty to thirty percent of everything that's coming through or on intelligence is, is far right extremism at the moment. Um, and, and you've only got to look on the internet, on YouTube, and on Twitter. You've only got there are plenty of people that are talking about this sort of thing. And, and uh, sadly, immigration, um, Islam, uh, all of those sorts of things are, are the target of the far right. Uh, I, I can't say for why, why they haven't seen them. You know, I know. When, when people carry out attacks, they do, like I say, they, they have this period of time where they're in a, a kind of an operational mode. Um, so um, what, what they, you know, perhaps if they've appeared on, on a radar of, of one security service some time ago, in the lead up to an attack, they kind of go a bit dark and a bit quiet. Um, and, and, and quite often that has the effect of if the security service are looking at them, they think, oh, well, okay, that, oh, that person's not a risk. When in actual fact, that period of quietness and darkness is actually, you know, when they're, they're collecting all of the supplies that they need to carry out the attack. Um, and, and, but quite simply, when there's so many of them, it's very difficult to, to have an eye on all of them. And, and we rely on, on members of the security service and the police to, to kind of make these threat assessments and, and risk assessments. But, Often, you know, as we've seen in this country, they, they do get it wrong. Um, uh, and we need, we, we need more eyes from the community and, and people out there to say, I think, think we should be looking at this guy. Yeah, there's a phrase that they use uh, here in Hamilton, uh, the police force, if you see something, say something. And, and, and I guess that's really the message here is that if it's anything suspicious going on, I mean, there's only so many things, I guess, and only so many places that security experts can be at one time or look at at one time. Uh, but we, as the public, may actually notice something like that. And I guess this is a, a stark reminder that we need to talk about that stuff. Well, of course. And, and that's, that's the thing is, is all of us are, are our own, um, you know, our own best friends in that regard you know we we, we are the eyes and ears of everybody and but it, and that that saying you just said you know if you see something say something is is, is absolutely perfect um you know we, we we the police and the security service we absolutely rely on members of the public just seeing something odd and, and no police officer and no you know no uh camp terrorist officer will, will will ever be upset about you saying i've just seen something a bit weird i don't i don't know if it means anything but i just this guy's buying a lot of you know gas canisters or whatever or he's buying a lot of ammunition he appears to be keeping his ammunition i don't know why he's doing it you know he's certainly not traveling around and and, and doing you know and 
having lots of barbecues or he's not going around and doing lots of hunting. Um, and, I, and I just think maybe you should have a look at him. I mean, those, those sorts of things are really, really important. And, you know, getting upstream of an attack is, is what we need to do. David Weitzett. Uh, David, uh, on a very tumultuous and, and, and shocking day, I'm so glad you had some time to give us some perspective on this. Thanks so much for this. No, I've not talked to you. You bet. David Weitzett, of course, uh, from uh, ex-Scotland Yard. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.